Welcome to the adventures of Arcadius Hogg. This episode is called The Free Traders League, a session by Guido, run on May 13th, 2020. Notes have been posted across the Dawnlands and a rumour has spread among the adventurers looking for work. An anonymous backer is recruiting a party of adventurers to engage and neutralise a dangerous pirate crew. Interplanar travelling might be required. A reward is available, as well as a share of the eventual loot. Terms will be discussed in the private room of the Flourished Hook in Port First on the 10th of Myrtle at 8pm. Arcadius's feet touch the ground outside the doors to the Flourished Hook, Bones's feet landing a few feet away just moments before his. They looked at each other and Arcadius nodded with a smile, grabbing the door handle and opening the door for his friend to step in. The moment they entered, it was as if the staff were waiting for their arrival and they were ushered through to the private rooms at the rear, where their anonymous associate was waiting for them. Once the full team had assembled, consisting of Marcus, Cheryl, Bones, Gesh and himself, Arcadius settled into a chair, all the smiles and happiness now evaporated. This was business. The associate in front of him introduced himself as Himal, and offered the group refreshments. In particular, there was a bottle of special brand fire whiskey on offer, which Himal had advised would be slightly less sweet and more flavourful and impactful than the fire whiskey they were used to. Between Gesh and Arcadius, during and after the meeting, that bottle would definitely run dry. Himal advised that his secretive employers needed distance for the work that the group were to complete. They needed to not be associated with the task when it was done and dusted. This initially gave cause for concern to Arcadius, but Cheryl stepped in to help assuage these concerns, making particular note of the involvement of the vanguard. Arcadius's concern was that he didn't know who to trust right now, given the vanguard had their fingers in everyone's business. Just weeks before, they'd impersonated Joel Velouse, a high-up figure. What's stopping them posing as an employer and... You trust me, don't you, Arcadius? Cheryl asked sincerely. I trust them, and you can trust my judgement. This argument alone would usually have won him round, but Arcadius could see her and Marcus were trying not to be obvious about something. He just couldn't put his finger on it. This warrants some further investigation, maybe, he thought to himself. The fire whiskey would clear this thought from his mind later on. The mission was to take out some interdimensional pirates, and the group were given the address of an office to head to early the next morning, and advised they would be plane shifting to the target. Arcadius immediately offered Cheryl a place to stay at the first group office, knowing that he hadn't actually used the bedroom for several months now, given his magical ability to stay awake. She of course gladly accepted the invitation, and they then, joined by the others, went drinking. Arcadius and Cheryl took the time to drunkenly catch up. Arcadius had barely gotten the news out to Cheryl about the letter he'd received just that morning from Cassandra. The morning after, the group met up at the office. They were let in and greeted by Sue Peer. She explained that the pirates had last been seen in Shadowfell, and that's where they were heading straight away. The only person in the room who knew of Arcadius's history with the Plane of Dread was Cheryl, and as Dread indeed hit his stomach, he looked over in her direction to see whether she had re reacted to this, whether she was looking at him or not. She didn't seem to be though, so he calmed down somewhat. As the plane shift magic reached its crescendo, he felt Cheryl's hand squeeze his own, and he couldn't help but react similarly, just to make her aware he was there for her, whenever she needed him. They landed roughly where they needed to be, on the plane of shadow, and could see the ship, 
the thunderstorm docked nearby a keep in the far distance. It was raining heavily, almost vertically pelting them. The group estimated it was about half day's march to the keep, and they set off. The only thing keeping him resolute was the thought that this was nothing like his home. Jornos was... wrong. He must have been. The only similarity to, to this place, to his home, was the mist that seemed to cling to the trees in the forest around the town of Fulford. Arcadia shook his head. Focus on the mission, he scolded himself mentally. For some of the others in the group, however, they didn't have this mental resolve to keep them going. Cheryl seemed deeply impacted by the dreary effects of the plane. Perhaps her strong connection to the planet opposite Feywild is not helping. Before he could share this thought, Marcus stepped in and seemed to fix the issue. Shortly afterwards, their contact had led them to where they were heading, a rock face in the fog, rising out to greet them, or keep them away. She let out a calling whistle, which was followed with as much silence as you could have with the rain still pelting down. A few moments later, she let out the same whistle, and the same bare silence followed. It felt wrong. There should have surely been a reply. She darted out of sight just as an explosion rang out in the group's ears, as three of the five towers of the keep crashed down suddenly. It was time to act, and the group darted to follow Sue, now crouching next to a body, someone who Marcus and Cheryl recognised, but Arcadius didn't. She's dead, I... Sue looked down at the group, trying to hold back her own panic. I have to get her out of here, she... Cheryl interrupted, but Arcadius wasn't listening to the words. He was staring at the great ship up above them, and the keep. Someone had to concentrate and pay attention, and the others were better placed to deal with the emotional response, he thought. They followed the path onwards, which led to a rope bridge up to the keep. Marcus, being light-footed, offered to dart across first, securing the path ahead with rope to make it safer for the others, but this plan was soon abandoned when he was attacked from the shadows. It didn't take long for the assailants to reveal themselves, and Arcadius and the others peppered them with attacks, Arcadius using Eldritch Blasts, while everyone else piled in with weapons, and soon the Shadarkei attacking them had perished. The thunderstorm at that moment unfurled its shredded sails. Gesh cried out, they're trying to escape, prompting Bones and Arcadius to both leap into the air, wings unfurling as quick as the sails on the ship. Cheryl, Marcus and Gesh followed suit after downing potions of flying, and the group made their way as quick as possible upwards. Their approach was not as stealthy as normal, and a fireball came raining down from atop the ship, Arcadius barely managing to dodge out of the way of the impact. Only the very bottom of his long coat was singed slightly in the back blast. Bones was visibly annoyed, and threw back his own fireball, catching the bottom of the ship square on, ripping a hole into it. Arcadius held back from being too impressed, the fight was far from over. He and Bones both threw up fireballs together, timing their spells to cause the most impact. Their combined fireballs decimated the sails, which had started to draw taut the magic that would grant it the ability to shift across the plains burning away in the flames, barely hampered by the rain. The group all continued flying upwards to the deck, Cheryl performing some fey wondrous magic as she did, her booming voice calling, You shall not leave. The group had moved in to attack a battle-weary djinn stationed on the deck, and soon it ended with one more fireball from Arcadius, the djinn and the ship now hurtling down towards the keep, totally obliterating anybody remaining down there and on board. After the ship had crashed into the keep, the group picked through the ruins and found a hidden room. Cheryl picked up a map, held down to the table by various objects that were now clattering to the floor, one of which was a red vanguard mask that Cheryl was overtly smug about when she picked it up. 
Aha! She cried out. I told you the vanguard were involved, Arcadius. He loved it when she was right. He only really disliked it moderately, when she was as smug as he normally was, when he was right. This has been a write-up of the Free Traders League, run by Guido for the Cantus Expanse, a long-running D&D 5th edition campaign run by the London RPG community. Want to play tabletop RPGs with an amazing community? Looking for a friendly place to run a game? Whether you're a newbie or a veteran, we cater for absolutely everyone. Join us on Discord and check out the meetup events. Links for both are in the description. Thank you very much, and goodbye.